Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're listening to BTW and we're going to drop some PvP knowledge on all you suckers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP podcast. I'm Chris, a.k.a. AstroZombie954. And I am Jacob, a.k.a. Dino El Magico. Brad, a.k.a. WildcatDad17. And uh, today is August 22nd, Sunday. And uh, another episode, 30 episodes. It's awesome. This is this is awesome. So, really? is this 30 already? Jeez. 31, I think. 30 or 31? Either way, 30. it's still a lot. <laughs> it's still a lot when you think yeah. about it, yeah. What is there, 52 weeks in a year? Correct. Yeah, yeah. so we're we're almost a year into this. So. That's insane. That's awesome. Uh, so we've got a pretty... We thought it was going to be a, a, a slow show, and we were going to have to just kind of fill things. But a lot of stuff has come out over the past couple of days. So we've got quite a bit to go through. Um, one of the things is uh, the Pokemon Presents um, was last week, I think. Was it Wednesday or this week? Wednesday this week. Wednesday this week, uh, where they introduced some new new Pokemon or new forms of old Pokemon. Um, and we've got that. So we're going to go over that a little bit. Uh, we're going to go over some Sylph stuff uh, with Dungeon, which is the uh, faction meta, one of the faction metas. So we're going to go over that because a lot of people that listen to this aren't part of our faction, but they could be part of someone else's faction. So um, people are asking us to go over that. Uh, we're going to go over maybe just a little bit of our Avengers tournament that's starting on the 3rd. Or is that that's the last day you can get in? It starts yeah, the next but, day? Uh, it'll start on the third that night at 8 p.m. Okay. All right. So we're going to go over that. Uh, they We've got com- a new community day for September. Uh, some, some things in regards to the distance, um, some new raid bosses, and then uh, GBL. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, 
So this week we are in Ultra Unlock three. How how have you guys? Well, let's. So Ultra Unlock three, we've got three new Pokemon in the wild, and we've got one new Pokemon in raids. Now, as far as spawns go, at least from where I'm playing, I'm seeing a lot of the squirrel, and I'm actually seeing a lot more Fairlinx or is it Fralix? Phalanx. Phalanx. (laughs) There. I've been seeing a lot more of that than I thought I was going to see because the way they made it sound in the the update was it was going to be a little more rare. I'm actually seeing more of that than I'm seeing of the the sheep. Yeah. So so the reason behind that is apparently Phalanx inside of raids was bugged. So Nyanic helps and out a, a tweet. I think it was actually on Friday pretty quickly after the event started in New Zealand. Uh, that due to this bug, they were going to put phalanx in the wild more common. So uh, okay. as far that as us PvP viewers go, that's great news. Yeah, mm-hmm. considering the moves that it has. So yeah, we're going to go over those guys um, in our GBL section. Uh, so before we get started, just yeah, uh, I want to do this on the front end instead of the back end of the show normally, um, just in case people don't listen. Uh, so. This is technically your last, yeah, your last week to get in on the Discord. Um, after the end of this month, it will be moved to our dollar tier Patreon. And we're going to have a whole new shift of Patreon tiers that uh, we we all kind of got together and, and talked about. So that is all changing September 1st. So if you were kind of putting it on the fence, you're on the fence about it. If you want to get in and you don't have to pay the dollar a month, do it before the first. Um, especially if you want to do like the Avengers Cup or anything like that. Um, now is your chance. So let's how. OK, before we start, let me just ask you guys, how how has your play gone up? Because I know we talked last week that play has been down and I personally felt like it was more a little more because Ultra Unlock 2 sucked. But let me go with Jacob first, because Jacob uh, Dino plays probably less, a little less than me. Yeah. And a lot less than probably Brad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. That's a fact. Because <laughs> Brad, me, then Dino. Um, yeah. Did your play increase now during this this Ultra Unlock or has it been still kind of the same? Um, it, it went up slightly just because new Pokemon, you know, and, uh, some of them are viable. So I kind of wanted to get my candy on those. Uh, but besides that, I mean, it didn't go up like super, uh, like super high or anything like that. Just a little bit, uh, just enough to like, uh, make sure I check every like, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to check on spawns. Uh, but besides that, nothing too crazy. Uh, if it wasn't for the new Pokemon, honestly, I probably would have stayed the same. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Wildcat? I've played pretty low still. Like I, I went out probably for an hour or so yesterday, but that was more just to finish the special research, the the limited time research, because I always try to finish those up. Um, still pretty down. Um, I'm noticing, you know, if you look at, we'll talk more about this during the raid por- portion, but even the hype on the raid bosses being brand new legends are still pretty low. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen 
because I I've been playing surprisingly been playing all of my sets the past couple of days. I think it's more because I'm not going out and like catching stuff or like focusing on that as much that I spend more time just kind of getting my sets done and then moving on to like Pokemon Unite or something like that. Uh, have you guys gotten? I know we saw somebody in our in the Discord that got the new legendary from the reward and got like a hundo, but I haven't gotten one since it's come out in my GBL rewards. I haven't either. And actually early on, I think with near New Zealand and maybe even a little bit of Australia, it wasn't in the reward set. They had accidentally replaced it with the Reggie's. <laughs> Talk about really? a, a, a womp. <laughs> I, would, I did not hear about that. Yeah. So they had replaced it with the Reggie's. It, it got fixed within about three or four hours of the event ticking over. But I have yet to see it. I've seen a couple of people get it, but it does feel like they turned down the legendary rate pretty heavily because I've actually played sets. I'll talk more about that later. But, you know, and even so, I think I've only seen the two I've rated for. Yeah. So like with me, like whenever I, I did my GBL sets, at least before this new raid boss being introduced, uh, I feel like I used to get like a legendary, like maybe two or three times in a set and i didn't get any at all i mean keep in mind i haven't also been playing as much but still like it's insane like how much of a difference i see yeah so uh so like i mentioned uh pokemon presents kind of came out and it doesn't right now fall into in-game because you know we don't know what's going on if they're going to be releasing these anytime soon or they're going to be waiting uh, but in the Pokemon Presents, we got kind of like a peek at three, I would say, uh, yeah, two new Pokemon and then one variant of an older Pokemon or two variants of an older Pokemon. So we've got finally we've got an evolution to Stantler and we got an evolution to Bas- Basculin. Basculin? Yes. Yeah, so all that all that lack of hype last week. Did everyone catch plenty of Basculin? Because now we're getting an evolution. I have one, like I was showing you guys, I have one. It's a hundo that I hatched from an egg probably forever ago. And that's the only one that I have. It is funny because like people would be like, why would you ever want to keep that? Like, why are you going to use that? But then like this comes back to like wherever, whenever I mention like keep it because you never know. And exactly for these moments, they're like, oh, my God, I should have done this and that. But, you know, if you just listen to what we say, they could just be like, oh, you know, let's just say someone kept a one for PVP. And now they have one for the evolution. Yeah. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah, like I'm still kicking myself in the ass for not catching <laughs> a bunch of like right? tongues. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we've got yeah the two evolutions to that. Um, bef- let's see. So Stantler is going to evolve into basically it goes from, in my personal opinion, it goes from Rudolph to Santa Claus. It's a it's an older looking deer with a beard and a big that is an interesting tail. perspective. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, and it's called wire weird deer weird deer weird deer weird deer it's a weird deer. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it is the what like the, the Gandalf of Pokemon right now. <laughs> it's, it's awesome if you if you watch the present. So th- th- this is. 
just to clarify, these are new Pokemon coming in the Legends Arceus game, which is set in historic Sinnoh region or the Hisuni region is what they're calling it now. Um, and Weird Ear is actually something you get to ride on top of. So you get to go running across the land riding a Stantler Evo. That's so really kind of cool. That's crazy. Well, speaking of riding on Pokemon, uh, two of the four new ones that they announced you can actually ride. And this next one, you wouldn't think you'd be able to if you looked at it. But apparently, according to information that I received from Wildcat, uh, this thing is like humongous. So Basculin, the little the little fish, evolves into Basculegion. And it's a very interesting typing. It's for for when you look at it, I guess maybe because like so it's it's a water ghost. And like I get that when I look at Jellicent, right? Because it looks, you know what? Frillish, yeah. <laughs> That's news to me actually. <laughs> like Frillish and Jellicent like have that water ghost look, you know. Like it's frillish a little more than Jellicent, but you know, it has like that woo kind of appeal to it. This, like, I'm looking at it. I thought it was water fairy. I thought we were gonna have like another zoom rolled type because it's like the pink and everything like that. Looking, looking at it to me, it kind of, I don't know why it kind of got like a dragon vibe for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah, or maybe poison, but ghost like that just threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so if you go on the Legends Arceus site, the the lore behind this is it is uh, the evolution is it combines with the spirits. Of other basculin that failed to swim upstream. That's awesome. I I love the fact that this is a game kind of geared like the characters and like the anime and stuff like that is kind of geared more to towards a younger generation, but like it's still adult enough that like we can enjoy it. And you go back because they know the kids aren't gonna be like, oh, let me go online and check out what the backstory behind this pokemon is and then you go back you actually look at it and there's some like crazy ones like dusclops and stuff like that oh, my murder there's balloon some... my murder yeah. balloon is just amazing if you if you don't know drift drift creepy. and drift blooms creepy they <laughs> abduct children who grab them and yeah. just fly away with the children it's it is super creepy and there's all kinds of different lore portions behind some of these especially the ghost and dark pokemon that just mm-hmm. disturb you yeah i mean cubone is wearing the skull of what the his dead mother or something yeah it's, or just another dead yeah <laughs> marowak or another dead cubone Has, yeah dude, like if you go back it's like it, but but that's like like that with a lot of things if you go back to like a lot of shows that you watch with when you were little and you go back to it and listen to it now, you're like, wait, how did I miss that when I was, you know, younger? But Shrek. Shrek is one of the best examples ever. Of that. Oh, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah, I saw that one. It's a good one. There's a lot of a lot of fun innuendos. Like when they walk up to the castle and he's like, you think he's overcompensating for something? <laughs> like, yes, it's perfect. It's awesome. But yeah, this Basque um, Legion, it, it's, it's ten, nine foot, ten inches long. This thing is massive. It's insane. I think it weighs almost insane. 300 pounds. That's crazy. That's huge. But what, what I was going to say, like, did, did they come out with, like, uh, any kind of, like, moves at all yet for these or not? No, the, these have just been introduced via the, the, the sizzle trailer and mm-hmm. kind of mentioning that, you know, hey, you're going to ride on these things. They're appearing in the Hasuni region. 
and nothing more has came out yet. So I am one really looking forward to Legends Arceus. If you've not seen the demo of it, don't think traditional Pokemon game. Don't think I'm going to walk through the grass, encounter something, and it's a turn-based battle system that it doesn't work that way. It's still turn-based. Yeah. But they're moving to more of a Final Fantasy XIV method where, depending upon your speed stat of your Pokemon, you actually can attack multiple times in a row. Uh And then you can adjust each attack to be a stronger attack or a weaker attack that may attack multiple times versus a single big giant blow. So they're completely redesigning. Additionally, you don't have the gym system that you're used to. This is much more action adventure RPG versus the traditional games. So it's well, the guy who's making it or the company that's making it is the same one that did the Zelda game, right? The new. No, no, it's still Game Freak. Okay. It, it looked like Zelda to me. I was going to say Yeah, that. it looks like, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And, and that's the graphical update as well. It's this this is truly Pokemon Breath of the Wild. So all these are like, like riding Pokemon. you got to see the Wordier, Basculin, and Braviary is going to be a glide, a, like a glider kind of thing like you had in Breath of the Wild. So now you're yeah. able to take to the land, sea, and sky and actually move around the map more freely. That's awesome. I mean... Yeah, I they kind of did that in, I think it was in Sword and Shield with certain Pokemon that you could fly with, or was it in Let's Go Eevee? And I, Let's I Go think Pikachu. it was Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, and they, they originally did that, I believe, in the Diamond and Pearl, or not Diamond and Pearl, the Ruby Sapphire remakes. You could actually do some base flying on the Legends, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But that's been um, a long time ago. So, uh, like Wildcat that um, mentioned, uh, Bravery is going to be one of those um, Pokemon that you can ride. And it's actually getting a new form, a new form for the region. What I found interesting is that they showed the, I guess they showed it because of the fact that you can ride it and they're trying to, you know, show that off. But they showed the final, the, the final evolution of it, but they didn't show Rufflet. So that's, that was interesting. And the typing for it, is flying psychic, which Absolutely. is which so is a Zotu. pretty cool typing. Yeah, you got you got the Zatu typing, but Bravery has a lot better stats than Zatu ever did. So maybe it actually could be a viable flying psychic other than Lugia. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, and then the last one that they released, and I think is the funnest looking one. I think it it looks awesome is the regional form of Growlithe. And he looks like... He just looks awesome. Like, with the hair, like, over his eyes and, like, the kind of beard-looking thing coming. (laughs) It's It's actually themed after uh, the Chinese lion guard, the lion dog statues is what it's actually That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Now, I I was very mean to Astro and didn't put in the typing here. I want to see, looking at the picture, what type do you expect this Hysulian Growlithe to become? Let's see. Looking at it. I'm going to go with normal. Rock and fire. Hmm. So don't let any ground or any water get anywhere near this thing, or it's just going to die Hmm. instantly. I wish they made it rock and ground, or fire and ground. We need more fire and ground. That's do interesting. Have, what do we have this fire and ground? Camel rope. Camel rope. Oh, God. And yeah. I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure if there is another one, someone will let us know, but I'm pretty sure it's just camel rope and that poor thing. I, 
such terrible moves. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, so those are the new the new ones that that came out in Pokemon Presents. Uh, I'll put a link. If is it still on YouTube? Like you could still like go back and watch it. Um, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go. If you didn't watch it and you want to go back and watch it, um, I'll put that in there so you guys can go look at these things yourself. Oh, we forgot um, a very important fire ground. Hmm. Primal Groudon. It's fire mm. ground. That's true. Wonder when we're gonna get that though. Yeah, <laughs> and it's gonna. You know, it's gonna be a, like a a mega evolution type thing. Like they're not going to make it just a different form where you can actually use it in GBL or something like that. It's going <laughs> to, they, they don't want us happy. So it no, makes sense. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. So its stats would just be too powerful. Like honestly, it, it needs to not be in GBL. Cause that thing would just wreck everything in GBL. Yeah. So, all right. So let's, uh, Let's go ahead and officially get the show started and let's go over to our self section and go over the uh, dungeon meta. And then uh, I've got some questions about our Avengers Assemble uh, tournament that we got going on. So for those who don't do factions um, so far in all the cycles, they've had a new like custom meta that they've put out just for factions. I personally think, especially since from what, if I remember correctly, um, there was another tournament that they did a couple months back and the floating or flying city was the meta for it. Um, and then they brought it back for this. So don't be surprised if these metas make appearances going into next season of self. So pay attention. <laughs> and I mean, we'll go back over it obviously, but this is a good way to get like maybe just a heads up on everybody else if they're not really paying attention. So the, um, the meta is called dungeon or as I call it, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the species that are permitted are bug, dragon, poison, steel, and water. Now, the exceptions, so our ban list, is Azumarill, Galarian Stunfisk, Skarmory, Altaria, Bastiodon, and all Shadow Pokemon. So that is what's banned. Has have you guys looked at? Because I know neither one, none, all three, none of us are doing this this meta. Um, I'm our ultra league specialist, while the cat's the the great league specialist, and Jacob doesn't do self that much. So, but have you guys looked at like the meta at all, like just a little bit? Yeah, I've actually been helping our our um, cup our dungeon cup guys look into this a little bit and do some practice battles. And it's a very interesting meta really when you stop and start to look at what's going to be good and bad and kind of, you're going to see Jellicent running wild. I think almost every single team is going to have a Jellicent. Uh, it's great damage. Having the bubble beam shadow ball combo, very similar to drip bloom, being able to weaken your opponent and then hit it with a nuke move makes it a, a 
premier player, but mm-hmm. you're also going to have out there those hard counters to it. Galvantula is going to be popular. You're going to have Magmazone out there. So it's a well-balanced meta. One that I thought that isn't in the top, you know, 20 or so, but if you go down to in the 30s, I think a Lowland Sand Slash could have a lot of play with that ice still typing. It's going to resist most everything in the meta as far as a, a type goes, but also with Powder Snow, Ice Punch, Bulldoze, it can deal out a lot of shield pressure and a lot of damage. Yeah, and I don't see a lot of ground moves coming there's through. not a lot of ground there's not a lot of fighting moves and there's either. not a lot of fighting um excadrill and lucario are probably your two that get snuck in there just because of the steel typing um but uh yeah no i mean i'm looking at this uh i love seeing whenever i can see things like zuelius in the top 10 um just like the Pokemon that you have that you've used for other cups or for other things that you're like, man, I put a lot into this. I want to be able to use it again. And then it comes back. Um, especially like, like Drapion. I love when Drapion is, is viable. That, that thing is so much fun to play with, with like the ice fang and aqua tail. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like looking at this as well. And then like, uh, Wildcat mentioned, uh, it's a very, it looks like a very balanced, uh, cup. Uh, but just like, uh, Astro, he likes to see certain things. And I mean, I just, I'm very basic and I love using Swampert. Uh, so when I saw him in the top 10, it looks very nice. And just looking at it, it has decent play just like against Jellicent because if you use Earthquake, it actually does a lot to it. Um, and then the only one that would be like iffy, but he's squishy as well as, uh, against Swampert, you know, cause it resists the Hydro Cannon, you can easily beat Registeel, uh, Galvantula, Flygon, Steelix, Magnezone, Scavalier with against um, Swampert. So I think that that's a very nice pick. I feel like you should kind of have in the team uh, personally. And but I also see like a lot of like Ferrothorn. I would be really nice against also like most of the other ones that are in the top five. So yeah, one... if you're looking at those Swampert counters. Uh... As Ferrothorn is the top one that you're going to see, uh, Roserade actually makes a pretty high pick here. And with that Bullet Seed Grass Knot combo, it's going to deal out that move really quick. And then, of course, Old Faithful Venusaur can really help conquer those Swampert. So as you're building your teams out here, look at not only, I think Swampert will be on every team, and I think Jellicent will be on every team. So make sure you have a counter to each of those. Uh, I love seeing Flygon. I think ever since the Dragon Tail buff, we've seen Flygon come into meta confidence in almost every single cup that it's eligible for now, which is really kind of cool, especially going back to what Dino's point was earlier in the show. You just never know when a single slight shift to a move can make a Pokemon that no one ever used before super viable in every meta. Yeah. Then going back to the whole thing, if if you keep all these Pokemon, random Pokemon and then just you know, that one move makes a difference. You won't have to like panic and then go like, Oh my God, let me go trade for this. Like who has it now? You'll be like Astro. Oh, I have this hundo chilling there. (laughs) So now I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. One that I see here that is, I love seeing it. It's my boy Toxicroak in here at, at 31. Now what's interesting about Toxicroak is Toxicroak is in here at 31 and Lucario comes in at 22 and 
a lot like their main wins. So Ferrothorn, Reggie Steel are on both. Um, I think what uh I think that's that's it. But you get with Toxicroak, you get wins over Venusaur, Magnazone, and S Cavalier, where those are ones that you're probably going to lose with Lucario, especially S Cavalier. Um, S Cavalier is probably going to wreck Lucario. Um, Venusaur will as well, actually, because Lucario, especially in Great League, Lucario is extremely squishy. So if you're going to run Lucario, just know that's where your shields are going. Because yeah. otherwise, I think nearly a single charge move from almost any high-powered Great League Pokemon will do at least 60%, if not more. Mm-hmm. Now, what's nice there is you've got the power up punch shadow ball combo, though. So if you can get those power up punches to bait a couple of the shields and then land a shadow, that shadow ball is going to knock out anything. Yeah. Uh, so, also, Lucario can be a um, jealousant counter because of that shadow ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would uh, the ghosts, those hexes don't hurt it as much as um it's neutral because of that. I think what, because of the steel typing. It's it's just neutral in general. Steel yeah. doesn't resist, but it, it it's neutral. The hex is neutral. Um, and what's really kind of cool there is you both are actually going to be playing a, a shield bait method there because counter and hex gets to shadow ball, I believe at the exact same time. And you should get to power up punch and bubble beam near the exact same time. Hmm. So depending upon who uses shields, when, that matchup can flip immediately, which is just going to be fun to watch. Hmm. Yeah. And um, I mean, PV poke has it losing to Jellicent. Um, Obviously, you know, the, you know, their ratings and stuff are in a, in a one shield um, scenario, but I don't, as much as I want to lo- use Lucario and anything, I, I just, cause I love the way Lucario looks. I just, it's a cool Pokemon. It the fall. shiny is amazing. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the same thing like um what's his name? Greninja. Like they're both really cool looking Pokemon. You, so you love them. And yeah, they're like tissue paper. Like I hate that going out there. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, it's t- speaking of tissue paper, uh we said Stung Fist <laughs> was banned. So guess who's making an appearance here in this meta? Uh, Escadro, I think. Exactly. So if you, <laughs> if you want that that ground steel, that quick spammy rock slide, you do still have Excadrill out there in that meta that can really come in and, and as long as you have shields, once again, make a big difference in the meta. Yeah. Just so, have shields. For those of you who are like, wait, Escadrill, I see that in Ultra League and, and Master League all the time and it can take a lot, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in Great League, so let's let's put it this way. Lucario's defensive stats is 95.5, and that's at a rank one Lucario, which is one one fifteen fifteen. A rank one Excadrill, which is two fifteen fifteen, is seventy-eight point seven defense. That is <laughs> trash. <laughs> I think that's worse than Honchcrow. That says a lot. <laughs> I, a lot. I think I, I would have to double check on it, but I'm pretty sure it's if it's not worse, it's on par. And if you've ever used Honchkrow, you know how how squishy that thing is. So uh, it's not worse. Honchkrow is no. down at 68. OK, <laughs> <laughs> but it's close. It's close. Uh, so 
if you were looking for a fighting type or a counter and you don't, let's say you don't have an S Cavalier uh, at great league level, because it's, it's one of those Pokemon that some people do, but most people who have it, have it what for ultra league level. Um, Cause that's where it has more play. If you're looking for a counter user, the two that I would kind of look at would be Toxicroak and Heracross. You guys agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I really like using Toxic Rogue as well. So I can see him having some kind of like uh, way to defend itself with like Mud Bomb and Sludge Bomb. And I mean, if anything, you can uh, use any fighting moves, but I don't think you'll need those. Just like the regular ones that he always uses. Yeah, and I don't see... I don't think there's any psychics out there. You got to worry. There, there's about. no psychics. Your your only real flying threat is Pelipper, um, which will take down Toxicroak really fast. But still, Pelipper you can counter pretty easily with other things. So mm-hmm. I, I think Toxicroak is a really solid choice. I know I would love to be able to use Heracross, but since it was not obtainable below fifteen hundred during this past event, I know a lot of people aren't going to have it. Yeah. Uh, another one that I see that I like mainly because you don't really see a lot of it in great league. It's another one of those Pokemon you see more in ultra is Perserker. Um, so Perserker is a steel monotype. Now you're like, Oh, it's a steel monotype. Why don't I just use Melmetal or Registeel? Um, it has, in my opinion, like a more diverse, move set than those two so reggie seal you've got your lock on you've got focus blast nuke flash cannon nuke yes the lock on helps you get to it faster but you're not really doing any damage with your fast move mel metal you're running what is it um thundershock thundershock superpower rock side yeah you know with with berserker you're running shadow claw um because I don't think really anybody's going to use Metal Claw. Then you can have, you have access to Close Combat, Foul Play, Iron Head, and Play Rough. So you've got a very large, a larger range of coverage with Berserker. And it's not like it's like a super glassy Pokemon. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to see. I mean, it's pretty. Um, it's, 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 it's middle, a good middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not as bulky as Registeel, but it's a little bulkier than Melmetal. And I think it's a text that is, if not higher, on par with all of them, too. Um, it's I'm just really shocked to see with, with Shadow Claw foul play moveset that it's losing to Jellicent according to the rankings. And not just losing, losing badly. Yeah, that's weird because the Shadow Claw is going to be super effective. That foul play is going to be super effective. I don't just see lack of what... stab, maybe not having stab on either of them, holding back the overall damage output. I guess because I don't, I can't see. I don't know. Maybe Dino can is looking at it and and seeing how it does, but I don't see how you're you've got two super effective moves and this is pv poke is on a one shield scenario how it loses to jellicent that bad yeah i i feel like i was actually gonna mention uh one thing about jellicent just before we get into that part is like because we mentioned some grass pokemon being uh relevant like venusaur and Roserade, i believe 
as well as the second uh, top uh, pick for this Velius, would people maybe consider running Ice Beam and Shadow Ball because of just the dragon? Because besides Bubble Beam, like it's going to be resisting everything from Jellison, for example. So like that's one thing that I was seeing. And as far as that, there's been many times where like the the what's it called? Whenever you do a to see like who wins the matchups, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it, it varies also. Like let's just say your PvP IVs is probably gonna be better than mine. And I think it varies on that. And also just he is really squishy. So I can see if, like one shadow ball on it, what it probably do like more than sixty. Percent yeah, you're probably right. There's probably one of those one shield situations as well, where it would win in two shield but lose in the one shield. Yeah, I feel like maybe if let's just say you bait them or something like that, but it's probably based on like if it's like if you're leading it and they lead a jellicent. But I feel like it, it's a very like specific uh, scenario for that to happen, and it probably just varies in a lot of things. Okay, so I just I looked at the the simulation here, so. In the one shield, it wins because they have Jellicent shielding the first uh, foul play, then Berserker shielding a bubble beam, so taking the the, the bait there, and then um, Jellicent being able to get to Shadow Ball before Berserker can get to foul play. In a two shield scenario, so let's say you led both of them, Berserker wins that with 36 hp left um and you're able to get off three and that's i mean that's obviously using both that they're using both are using both shields so you know you're going to come out of that scenario with no shields which isn't how a lot of people play but for this um it does win because you end up getting off three foul plays total in that matchup and they're gonna just try and see. I mean, it it's it they it has them throwing three bubble beams. I'm I'm assuming someone, if you're doing that, you would probably bait the bubble beam and then go straight for the shadow ball to try and take them out. Um so again, you know, these are just simulations. These aren't actual play like how you would play. But I would like to see like that matchup in a like a lead situation. And see how that comes out. I think it could it could probably go either way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think just because the thing is with I was looking at it myself, and it this is like two uh, Pokemon that are having like the top IVs going at each other, but in reality, like that's not a scenario that you're gonna play out in GBL. That's impossible. Like, I feel like the chance of you going against somebody that has a perfect IV, uh, you know. Jellison and Perfect IV uh, Berserker, I feel like it's not going to happen. And so you got to take that into consideration. Your defense may be higher than, you know, the one that's showing there or, you know, lower. But the thing is, like, I feel like it's not going to play out like that. Looking at the no shields, actually Jellison does beat it by 4 HP. But again, the IVs is what matters in those scenarios. So I would like to actually, like, play it out myself. And if you do call out the debate, for example, on that one-to-one shield, you, I, I think that you actually may be able to come out on top of that. But I, I, I don't know, like that, you had to do it um, in GBL, like you know, whenever you play it. Yeah. So, 
I think that's another this I keep the ones I keep seeing that look really fun to use are are a lot of these the steel typings. I think steel has a really good um like a really easy time in this meta compared yeah. to some of the other ones. I was looking mm. at Melmetal as well before you even mentioned Preserker, just because I see Registeel up top and mm-hmm. they both have a, cl- a close combat and superpower to use against it and as well mm-hmm. to use it against uh, Zuelius. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing one that I think is real interesting, just knowing that there's poison in here too. And, and t- you talked about Toxicroak earlier, Bronzong. I was looking at that one just now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that that would counter hard counter all of your poison pretty much out there, it as well paid, as yeah. uh, was it payback? Yeah, it, had, uh, it got payback not too long ago, which would just nuke all of the ghosts out there. It would yeah, lose jealousy. pretty hard to. I'm assuming it would lose pretty hard as well as. But yeah, other probably. than that, <laughs> other than that, it, it it's a really good pick to counter most everything else out there in the meta. The other one, if you don't have one. Um, is Jirachi. Jirachi is a good one too. Um, I would actually looking at it with the fact that it has psychic and then, um, doom desire, I would, and there being a lot of water in this meta, I would think about switching it from confusion over to charge beam as your fast move. Um, so at least you're getting both because I mean, if you go up against a Jellicent, if you get stuck against a Jellicent, you're going to get more damage out of your charge beam than you're going to get out of confusion because, I mean, it's going to do super effective on you because it's weak to ghost. At least have something to chunk it down or, or get some something out of it if you're going to go down. But that's just that's just me. I don't that's know, I think, just my I think opinion. Confusion actually hits hard enough still. At least I know in like when I have a Hypno or a Jirachi that I'm fighting with my Drifloom, Confusion still chunks enough that I don't think charge beam would actually do enough to, to justify it. You're going to get to doom desire and psychic much quicker, but those are probably going to go unshielded anyways. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I feel like it's, I feel like it still does enough damage where it kind of like evens out the, the damage. So I feel like I probably would stay to it. Unfortunately, I don't think doom desire gets, uh, I think gets resisted. So, um, I, I feel like you probably just have to go against uh, using Psychic against Jellicent if you have to go against that. Yeah. Um, and once again, would get wrecked pretty hard by Zuelius. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably why all the, like, the Psychic confusion, uh, confusion users are like all the way in the top like 30s. Yeah. And with with the GoFest, I think Zuelius become a lot more common that you'll see it in Great League. That's heading true. Forward because it was pretty common during GoFest. I know I caught, I think the rank 80 Zuelius that I need to build at some point. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, I think Dungeon, yeah. it, it looks cool. There's a lot of cool things out there. It doesn't use a lot of the, I mean, there's a lot of common mons at the very top, but you still get to see some of the less common ones further down the list. That Oh, no one mentioned Wishcash. That thing things to always sneak in there as an alternate mud yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I love, but Wish like you Cash. said, <laughs> but like you said, there's just like a lot of. Uh, I like this cup. Um, is very open compared to like other cups that have come out. Um, so definitely interesting. You can there's like actually no wrong way of building a team for this. I I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that's um dungeon. Hopefully, this is one of those that comes back. Uh, cause I like it. Um, I liked 
the last one, the Atlantis Cup to Atlantis meta. Uh, I liked I like anything where Bug has like a good play um, in it because the Bug Pokemon are always fun to use sometimes. Uh, so we have our uh, Avengers Assemble tournament coming up uh, starting next week. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it because obviously there's some people who aren't playing it. And then there's also, you know, people who aren't in our disc, you know, in the discord and stuff like that, but there are people who are doing both. So, you know, if you're uh, not in the discord, what are you doing? I know for real, make the change. (laughs) So, uh, I pulled up the, um, the custom rankings, um, that wildcat was so gracious of putting together the, the search string for, so that we can look at, uh, at a PV poke rankings. Uh, Obviously, at, at the top of the list is G-Fisk, Galarian Stunfisk. That is at the top. That's going to fill your steel slot. I wish I, I'm an idiot. I should have pulled up the, the slots. <laughs> um, but uh, so that would take that. And then Medichan is is at number two, which would be your Hulk spot. Um, the one that I saw that was interesting is I just lost it is um, Gyarados. I like Gyarados. The thing that's weird is for some reason it's saying use Gyarados with waterfall and aqua tail and crunch instead of dragon breath or dragon tail. I can, yeah, I can kind of see like where that would make sense to be honest. It's going to let you hit Bastiodon super effective. It's going to let you hit Stunk Fist super effective. It's, it's actually going to probably Waterfall is going to take out a lot of the top meta. I wish you wouldn't have mentioned that because I was hoping no one would use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that is honestly uh, so the water flying is really I mean, in Polion, you can get in there. You can get a water in with with the steel, but I don't see why you would. Okay. Why would you take Empoleon in your steel slot over over Galarian Stumpfisk? It's going to give you a chance to actually hit back super effectively against the fighters with Drill Peck. That's that's the number one reason why. If that or you want to um, go a little spicier with your your picks. You know these are unranked tournaments. You don't the the point is yeah we want to win but. You also want to have fun. So I know a lot of people that for these unranked tournaments just build the funnest possible team they can put together. So something like a, an Empoleon is, is really fun to play with and actually does a lot of damage. It also would hard counter your Bastiodon. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a chance to hard counter there. It hard counters the Wigglytuff, which is going to be a very popular normal Captain America slot. Mm-hmm. It hard counters Togekiss. It hard counters Marowak. So having that waterfall hydro cannon drill pick actually gives you a chance to fight back against most everything, though it's still going to lose to uh, your fighters pretty handily if it's not a two shield situation. Okay, I, I say that as I used to actually run Empoleon in GBL. I, I caught the rank one during the community day, so I built that thing out immediately, and it, it does a lot more than people give it credit for. And especially yeah. with Hydro Cannon and Drill Pack being the exact same energy cost, you just never know which moves coming. Yeah, which can be real fun. So yeah, okay. 
So, and then another place you could, there's, there's two more. If you want to try and sneak some type of water in is in your fighting slot with polyrath. And then, um, that's being, if you're going to run it bubble over budshot, um, I guess you could really do either one depending on your team makeup, um, there. And then, uh, jellicent, you can sneak water in there with uh your ghost typing so i think being able to get in a water and an electric somehow in in one of your slots i think that's those are like the key points in this one is is getting an electric somewhere in there and maybe getting a water somewhere in there as well yeah i also think if you're not going to run bastiodon an alternate rock of some sort if you if, if you're not going to have Bastiodon, you're going to want something that's going to th- be able to throw rocks because uh, most of your flyers are going to actually you know be hit super effectively by those rocks. Especially mm. considering the the one and only Skarmory is no longer allowed in this cup because of the soft ban. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you could get your rock from Machamp if if you want to use it in there. Um, yep, I got, I got a, a, another spicy rock that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> I'm saving that one close to the best. Is it one Opals? other person? One other person has found it already. Uh, oh, I, when I was doing some practice runs, and I was very sad to see it. But <laughs> yeah, also keep only- in mind, rock's going to hit all of your bugs as well. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, and you can't have steel and bugs, so then that there's no way around that. So. That's mm-hmm. interesting. You yeah, so I guess Cavalier, they, they, that was one that was pointed out I didn't consider. As Cavalier got banned. Yeah. By the one mm-hmm. per type. That's, yeah, I see that. one in here that would be fun to use. No, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's, that's like I said, I didn't want to get too much into it because it's it's a a meta that's just for, for our Discord people. So if what you heard was interesting and you're like, hmm, let me try and do that. Like I said, get into the Discord this week. Um you know, before September 1st, if you don't want to have to pay a dollar a month for it. So now speaking of, I know um, Wildcat mentioned Empoleon with Hydro Cannon. We just got news recently that there's going to be another Pokemon that is getting Hydro Cannon next month. And it actually kind of brought up a little bit of a debate between all the three of us uh, in our, our little group chat. And, uh, I kind of want to go over it cause it's, I think, I think it's one of the more exciting community days we've had in a while because now it's like an actual viable PVP Pokemon. That's like, you know, I mean, obviously EVs with the Umbreon's and stuff like that, but this is a new one. This isn't something that's reused or something. So, Let's go ahead and move over to the in-game news and kind of bust through that real quick. All right, so... Um, so what we were talking about is, what is it, what, two days ago? Or was it earlier this week? The 20th. It was, early, it, it was earlier this week. I yeah. can't remember the exact day it came out, but it was they definitely earlier this week. They announced September's Community Day. 
And we are finally finishing off. Our poor little Oshwat is finally getting his shiny. And he's finally getting his community day. And everyone felt so bad for him during GoFest because he was the only one of the starters that was there that didn't have one. Yeah, people kept complaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? why don't we have a move and why is he shiny it's already? It's such a good shiny. It is. It is. It is. It is a good shiny. And I personally think the final evolution, uh, what is it? Samurott is going to be a very, very viable water-type Pokemon to be using to the point where I was putting it up there with Swampert and Empoleon. And Dino being, you know, the Swampert flag waver kind of pushed back on that. <laughs> um, but Wildcat did some, infor- you know, information search he found you know did some uh, stuff uh, let so. me give credit seagull did the work for me okay <laughs> seagull did the work for him so before we get into that i'll just kind of run through really quick what's going on with the community today and then we're gonna let dino and and wildcat kind of make their their arguments for both sides of of you know the coin here uh so september 19th 11 a.m to 5 p.m so we're still doing extended they're still giving us the extended um community days is it still extended yeah right yeah. yep you reached the um, the two was the old yeah so ashwat's gonna be there um it's going to be in the wild more frequently which we all know it's also going to be attracted by your rainy lures so it's a good chance to put your rainy lure out there for your dragons too especially if you're getting windy um weather in your area um because the rainy lures attract dragon i believe right I think so. I don't know if it attracts, but I know you need it to evolve Gudra if you don't yeah, get Yeah, I feel like that's probably like maybe like the only dragon that it attracts. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I need Gumi, so if it attracts Gumi, then Oh, yeah, I'll for sure. <laughs> um, so you'll have that. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny. You, I hate that they always put if you're lucky because you know you're going to. So they just be like, you're going to get a shiny. Uh, so during this time and up to two hours... I'm going to say up to two hours. I don't really see it here, but up to two hours after. Uh, yep, there it is. Okay. Two hours after the event ends, you will be able to evolve Ashwat into, or your du- Duat, Duat into Samurat, and they will learn Hydro Cannon, which is the normal water community day um, thing for like the starters. I personally think um and then it says something here uh well now and it will also be able to learn the charge attack razor shell uh this attack will be available for samurai to learn even after the event has concluded yeah so, so this is going to be very similar to blaze kick on okay. blaziken so this is samurai's signature move we don't have stats for it yet so it could be one of those situations like blaziken where you don't actually want to run blast burn you want to run Blaze Kick instead. Hmm. So we'll see when the stats come out. Yeah. Did you guys ever use that move in the main series games? Because I think, doesn't it have like a debuff on it? It has a good debuff and it does a pretty good amount of damage. It's actually a really good main series move. So I've, I kind of have hopes that maybe it could be, you know, a little better than Icy Wind. Yeah, kind of situation. that's what I was thinking too. Okay. Um. So that'll be there. Then also you're going to, you know, your snapshots, your regular community day stuff, 
your box, your community but community day box. Uh, this one is going to give you five rainy lures and then an elite fast TM uh, on top of your ultra balls and lucky eggs. Um, you're going to have your $1 uh, quest if you're doing that. Um, I'm not right now, so... I'm hoping maybe by the time it comes around, I can start because I I, I actually enjoy the $1 quest. I didn't do it for Eevee because I'm not spending money on the game until something comes from Niantic, but I I hope it comes there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like like doing it just because if it's something that I'm not going to play like hard on, like at least I know I'm going to get at least four or five guaranteed ones. Um so there's that. Uh, so that all that stuff will be in the shop closer to the day. Bonuses, you're going to get three times catch XP for those on your XP grind. Um, incense will last three hours and lures will last three hours. So all that being said, what we really care about is PVP relevance of uh, Samurott. So I like I've been holding on to... I was dumb and I actually evolved it all the way and I shouldn't have, I, I should have just been held holding. We talked it. about this. Yeah, I what is going on? <laughs> Hold on. In my, in my defense, this was before I've had this <laughs> Pokemon before, I think maybe before we started the podcast. I don't know. I forget when I caught it, but I have like the rank one or two or it's, it's something up there. Um, so let's say in someone in, in my personal like scenario, is this some is this a Pokemon that's going to be something that you would want to elite TM that one if you have a rank one already? Depending upon what we learn with Razor Shell, possibly. Yeah, so, I'm gonna say the same thing. <laughs> um with I'll say as always, anytime we talk about whether or not a Pokemon is good in PvP or not, it's all about team comp. So depending upon your team comp. This Pokemon can have Fury Cutter, Hydro Cannon slash Razor, Razor Shell, as well as Mega Horn. So, especially in Ultra right now, the Dark types are running amok in Ultra League. So, that moveset actually becomes super viable. Uh, it also allows it to hit back at least with neutral damage on something like a Venusaur or a Roserade, which is also really popular in Ultra League. So, I am seeing this as a much more viable ultra league pokemon than i am in great league with that being said i think i still think it's absolutely a viable pokemon based on its moveset fury cutter charges moves very quickly so you're looking at it a little slower than uh, swampert our wonderful mud boy but still pretty high capacity moves on this Pokemon. So I absolutely think it's viable. I wouldn't waste any elite charge to him until we know what Razor Shell is, because if it if Razor Shell becomes a viable move that is actually as good, if not better, than Hydro Cannon, that will cost you just a normal TM. So why go get the Hydro mm-hmm. Cannon? Yeah, I, I agree. Like I think I like I said, I think it's vi- like viable depending on team comp, and it is more viable in Ultra League than it is in Great League, just because let's just say it goes against an uh, Azu, right, in Great League, then, you know, he gets, uh, he has a bug against a fairy, like, that's just not going to go well. And he only has a water move, so he's basically just resisted with everything. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It definitely has more play uh, in regards to that. I still think I would use Swamper, just, you know, personal preference. 
but I'm not denying that it's, it is um, definitely like viable in Ultra League. And I feel like a lot of people are going to use it next go around or if anything, uh, yeah, no, I definitely see it. And I, I know that some people will definitely use it as well in Great League just to try it out. The stats are not much different. Um, I just compared both of them, at least in Great League, and they're very similar. Um, you know, one slightly higher attack and then the other one has slight uh, defense and stamina. But honestly, like it's really close. Even if you go like uh, both of them against each other in Great League, um, Swamber does come out top just because I guess it, it gets to the move quicker. I, I'm not entirely sure. It's resisting the Fury Cutter. Yeah. Because it's so, ground. Yeah, because the, the Fury Cutter is only doing like two damage versus the Mud uh, Shot is doing three and, you know, it adds up. Um, but still, like it's not much of a, a, a difference. And I feel like both of them have. Uh, great play, especially with another water Pokemon being introduced to Ultra League. I feel like it's great. Yeah. So actually, in Ultra League, well, I did this in in Premier. So in Premier, Swampert is actually a little bulkier than Samurott is when it gets into that greatly or that Ultra League level. Um, Swampert's defense is one forty, opposed to uh, one twenty nine for Samurott. Um, and then, uh, the attack stats, attack stat is higher for Samurott than Swampert, uh, 165 for Samurott, 158 for, uh, Swampert. And then your stamina is, is a one point difference, 175, 176. So I think the big difference is how they're going to perform against the grass because mm -hmm. Swampert is taking a 4X versus a 2X as well as not being able to hit back at all super effectively unless you can land a sludge wave. And then you've got Samurott hitting super effectively on the fast move and having the new move in Megahorn. That's where you're going to notice the biggest difference. So if you're going to run Samurott, you're going to want to make sure to surround it with other things that can beat other water Pokemon, such as a, a Swampert, and ensure that you have... Um, Something that, you, you know, that it could be a high damage output. Something like a, C a Kingdra would actually probably be a really good thing to pair Samurott with. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's going to be cool. I, I mean, it's nice. It's always nice to have more, a diff another option for something, you know, like for the grass ones, like you could use, um, what is it? The, the turtle, what was the turtle evolution? Tortuga Wait. or not, not Tortuga. Um, Turtwig's evolution, oh. the, the final one, the the big the big one that uh, it runs Razor Leaf. And Why am I blanking that? <laughs> I'm uh, totally not Torterra? googling this. Torterra, Torterra, yeah. yeah. So like with you've got for the grass ones, you've got Venusaur, you've got that, and then you've got um, uh, Meganium. So like you've got three that you can kind of play around with if you don't have a good you know that still have similar moves that you can. You know, if you don't have one, you can try and use this one, and they're they're very similar. It's nice having another water type Pokemon that is a low second move cost. It's not going to be a ton of money, you know, a ton of Stardust and resources to power it up into Ultra League. Uh, that you have if you don't like have a good Swampert, now you have this, or if you don't have a good Empoleon, now you can use this. Like, it's it's always nice to have a couple different options. So. And then obviously you're not running a hydro pump uh, anymore, period, because <laughs> you don't need it. It's it's a it's a bad move anyway. So, <laughs> um, 
So one thing that I was actually uh, looking. Sorry to interrupt you. No. Uh, I was actually looking at possibly because I know that whenever I go Swampert against uh, Politoed, right? Whenever mm-hmm. I go against Swampert versus Politoed, I am instantly like rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh god, like I gotta switch out. But looking at this, like if you think about the matchup Politoed and Ultra League versus uh, Samurott, it actually is not bad. And I, I did a quick uh, a simulation against it, and Samurott actually beats Politoed. Hmm. And it looks so much cooler than Swampert. Uh, that's debatable, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it looks like a water ninja. It, I'll, yeah, it, I'll give it that. It does look cool. I mean, it's crazy because looking at the first and second evolution, I feel like, what, how do you get the third evolution out of that? Like that's exactly. the thing that blows my mind. It goes from standing to me. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So so there's that. Um now we do have if I'm remembering correctly. Um shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Anyway, um so that's what's going on as far as 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 I hit my desk and make noises and all kinds of shit. And like I've never done this before. <laughs> Uh, He's definitely not nervous right now. Yeah. No, I just, I lost my spot in the notes and I was like trying to find where. <laughs> I, I know one reason I'm excited for this community today. I, that is actually the week I'll be in Disney World. Oh. So I, any type of theme park is typically a great place to play from a stop oh, yeah. and spawn perspective. You better clean out the box, the bag, get as many Pokeballs so as you can. So many stops there. When yeah. I was there, so many stops. Yep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be just got you and I probably won't actually actively play throughout the day yeah. most of the time. Just make sure that I'll open open bag, open uh, spots yeah. in your in, <laughs> for Pokemon. Uh, I'm exactly. working on the restock now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the other things that uh, has changed uh, is with this Ultra Unlock, which we went over last week. So I'm not going to rehash anything um, with that, except for I think we found out Last week we didn't have moves, right? Or did we have moves? We, had we did moves. not have moves yet. We oh. we were speculating, and Dino promised a bunch of things, and people are mad at him for it. <laughs> yeah, tell only me about blind it. flips matter. Blind flip <laughs> called me out. I'm like, what? I totally <laughs> didn't set up Dino to take the fall on that. He, I would he, he never totally do did. that. He totally, yeah. did, guys. He's cracking up over here. Yeah. <laughs> so one one conversation actually, me and me and Wildcat were having um, before we started the show was about the legendary i i'm not gonna even try and say its name it's the it. shield version right it's nope. the shield sword. the sword okay it's the sword Zachian. he even gets that wrong <laughs> yeah, there you go it, they look the same like it's they just, do my, that's funny like funny story about that my kids asked me he's like do you know which one is which i'm like yeah which one's the short uh the one that has the sword i'm like I literally took like five minutes. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, because they look they look very similar. Uh, I think it, like the coloring just is switched a little. Um, so with that one, the the conversation that we were having. So we got the moves. Um, Wildcat, do you have the the moves right there? I've got them close enough to me. Okay, so we got <laughs> we got the moves for for it, and this out of the two is actually the one with the better move set. Um, so it's probably the one that you're going to want to go after a little more um, where the other one's going to be more of kind of like a dex entry. Um, 
Yes. Snarl, so, close combat, and play rough. So you got a pretty fast charging, but you've got two nukes. So it, we can cover them more in the GBL section, but I, they have some play. Yeah. Um, and I think they both have pretty much the same. Is it the similar moves? Or is it the exact same? No, Zamazenta's moves are pretty much trash. Yeah. So. Uh, you're looking Snarl, close combat, crunch. So they're similar moves, but with, with Zamazenta's mm. stats and typing, it's just not worth yeah. it. Because that one's what a mono fighting, mono fighting, one, mono fairy. Correct. So the one the kind of thing that we were talking about is should we be rating this now or should we be waiting for the what is it the sword form? I don't know what the name of the 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 other form is. Um. But it's the the one that you see on the cover. I think it's the the one that's on the cover of of the game. So if you haven't, uh, and I don't want to get into all of that, um, because GoCast talked about it on their on last week's episode, and they did a really good job of explaining the two forms and the stats and and all this stuff. So go listen to that if you want to get all that. But the form outside of the battle form, the sword form, because I don't know what the name is is in it's op like it's probably one of the strongest pokemon in the game if yeah, not the it's, strongest. C, it's cp would be almost six thousand. yeah it's it's a ridiculous stat um <clears throat> stat wise all that and one of the the things we were kind of talking about was how are they going to handle this because are they going to do it like a giratina where they're going to do two individual Pokemon or are they going to do it in like a mega version where you're going to have to have candy, like a, a mega candy to evolve it. Or are they going to introduce a new stone that you're going to have to acquire in order to evolve this Pokemon into its next form? So there's a difference between this versus megas. So, a mega Pokemon is a form that is only obtainable inside of battle. So this, the two forms of Zacian and Zamazenta are actually done via held items and they stay permanent outside of battle as well. So this is closer to a Giratina issue as well as, you know, something if we talk about something that's not been released yet, Keldeo. With that being said, we're not getting that second form for years at this rate. So I wouldn't put too much yeah. talk into it. Um, even in the form it's in now, it, it actually is pretty highly ranked. But even as such, I have seen very little hype. Very, very hard to feel lobbies, actually. Yeah, that was that's one thing I've noticed is I'm not getting nearly half as many, in, you know, raid invites as I normally get. And the ones I do get are not for that. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. um, Galarian Weezing has been more popular than Zacian from a Raiders perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, which funny is, and sad at the same time. Yeah. Well, which is crazy because the move, at least the fast move for it is absolutely terrible because it only has tackle. So, um, I mean, when I'm looking at the raid bosses, you've got Galarian Slowpoke, which uh, you know, if I see, I, I stop and do um, Galarian Farfetch'd. I do just because I have one that I need to get up to Ultra League level. And then Zigzagoon, I already have the shiny, so I'm not rating that one as hard. 
And then <laughs> um, the uh, I, the one that I've been stopping, like literally if I'm driving to work and I see it, I will actually stop to do the raid is Lapras. Uh, because interesting, I have a 98% for Ultra, but you need XL Candy to get it to... The one that I have is is one that I would need to get, I think, like level 40 something. It's, it needs XL candy, and I don't have enough XL candy to get it oh, up wow. to no ultra league level. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. XL Lapras was a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be thick. Um, <laughs> yes. Because now you want IVs like for Great League as well, for, for Ultra League. So yeah. your attack stat isn't as high. So. Learn something yeah. new. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been I've been actually pulling over to do those. Uh, I have the shiny. It's literally just so I can get the XL candy out of this. Do you guys um, remember how annoying Lapras was when it first came out? Yeah, raids. Yo, I hated that thing. I hated mm-hmm. all the tier four raid bosses were that. Way. Uh, I hated I when tier four existed. Tyranitar or Lapras, like it was just crazy annoying. It was because you knew. Like in your head, you knew you could do it by yourself, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was like you always got right to the end and it was like time up or when you got it, it me, they always ran away because I would never have enough, uh, enough balls to throw. Yeah. At it. <laughs> now it's like a lot more, right? Like the difference be- before how it is now. Oh, yeah. So you, yeah could... you can easily t- do most tier threes are sellable. Uh, don't ever throw a shuckle solo out there it it cannot be done it's physically impossible <laughs> good to know never gonna do it i wasn't going to but good to know <laughs> yeah um i, I honestly i haven't looked i wonder if shuckle could be viable in great league now with level 50 it hmm. still would only get up to like a thousand but it's so defense heavy that i could i could imagine it could be fun hmm. at least for the lols yeah um galarian wheezing is is actually pretty tough to to solo i will tell you yep. that i've tried it tried it once and it took me a couple times if you get the the right counters it's possible but it's going down to the wire bring the ground and the steel yeah that's what you so. uh, bring your ground ons bring your me- your meteor mash metagrosses and you should be fine mm-hmm. um so with that one with the the tier five with the legendary if you can rate it rate it i'm gonna tell you to rate it because i have a feeling and i, I haven't talked to papa rec about it um i have a feeling this thing is going to be huge in master league at some point like probably after this everything goes through just because of the typing and the move sets and its stats so if there's going to be another form of this at some point and its stats are even slightly close to what it is in the main series game like this is going to be a huge huge pokemon to make sure you have candy for and in the main series game it, it, it's exclusive move is an absolute nuke of a move it is an amazing great move in the main series so if it gets you know staff with decent stats and it gets its signature move it'll be really powerful and even like i said even without it, it it's actually pretty highly ranked we'll talk more about it during yeah. the gbl section but it gets a a second typing when it goes into that next form right both of them get steel typing as part okay. of their next form so fairy steel and fairy, fairy steel is always, fighting always steel. fun yeah fairy steel is always fun oh my god fighting steel that doesn't sound fun at all <laughs> sounds like lucario it sounds like lucario in a bigger version <laughs> but it's got a lot more bulk than lucario so uh, that's good yeah that's good so 
Yep. Um, the one other thing, I don't want to really go too much into it um, because we kind of talked about it and everyone's talking about the same thing. And, you know, we've talked about it enough. Um, but New Zealand has gotten has got the um, the covid bonuses is what I call it. The covid bonuses back um, due to the the Delta variant um, cases going up. Uh, it is nice to see that Niantic is actually paying attention to the world because for a while it felt like they were just kind of paying attention to their wallets, which I still think they are. Facts. But <laughs> yeah. Um, or are they, pay, are they paying attention to government regulations? Yeah, that's because too. if you look at the lockdown in New Zealand, it was after one case. They, yeah. they immediately locked down the country again. Uh, they've extended it. They've had, I think, 100 or some cases now. And they get the bonuses back. Meanwhile, in South Florida, you guys have a case every 30 seconds. Yeah, that, that about just, right. Yeah, just yeah. about right. <laughs> yeah, my kids' schools. I'm getting emails. My kids' schools getting like five to six cases a day, like positive tests. So that's yes. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting for something. I, I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but our our governor, or whatever, should be arrested and thrown in jail. <laughs> that's just my personal thing there. Um, so I think that's good. Um, obviously, you know. We have people that are from New Zealand and Australia that listen to the show. So, you know, I hope you guys are staying safe and following the rules. Don't do don't do things like stay at home. <laughs> if you're supposed to stay at home, stay at home. Don't don't do especially for Pokemon Go. Like, don't be trying to risk anything. What was it? Um, was it the guy? And I think it was like France that got arrested for yeah, trying to trying to do Pokemon Go. He got arrested. He got arrested, and they asked him. The police asked him what he was doing. He said he was playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Um, you know. So for all you uh, our fans out there in New Zealand, and I believe Australia is under the same lockdown too. It's um, not quite as strict, but it, and it's new or Australia, I think is more regionalized. I know Zoe's back under lockdown again. She was talking about in her latest video. So yeah, stay safe. So, yeah. So I, I haven't, I haven't asked fish if he was um, on lockdown, but I'll ask him speaking of fish. Remember everybody next week, fish is going to be on the show. So uh, that'll be one to listen to as we go over the next season in GBL. All of the and- accents on one episode. Yeah, there's going to be lots of accents. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and thicken up. Uh, I'll have Dino try and thicken up his 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 Hispanic accent a little more. <laughs> Maybe we'll just go hang out in Miami for a little bit, and then we'll come back. We'll, ca- we'll come back with a Cuban accent. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking of GBL, uh, let's go ahead and move over to the GBL section and just kind of recap what's going on now and um just some move chain uh the new moves for some of these new pokemon if they're actually worth anything and then uh a new well an old pokemon is coming back so let's go over there fight Okay, so we still have till Monday. Monday is Tomorrow? when uh, we switch and we go back. We go to all three leagues. And then we also will have our GBL night next 
week? It's Thursday, yeah. Or is it this Thursday? Yeah, this well, yeah, this Thursday is coming. Thir- up. Yeah, okay, th- yeah, this yeah. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I'm losing track of where I am in the calendar. <laughs> uh so yeah, so this Thursday we got our GBL night. So let's kind of I know Dino has already said he hasn't really been playing too much. Yeah, uh, it's like I play like two, two, three sets just to get up a little bit on my all accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so when it comes tomorrow that I'll be ready uh, to just, especially I feel like uh, GBL night is going to help a lot to reach legend for the other accounts. So that's mm-hmm. trying what I'm trying to aim for. And great league is usually my, like my forte for, to, you know, go up in ELO. Cool. Um, but actually surprisingly me and wildcat have been playing more this, this go around than normally we would. And yeah. wildcat is actually seeing, I've been seeing slow gains and it's kind of just been teetering in like the 2150 to 2200 range for me. But you've actually had like a more significant gain yeah, in this I, than you expected. Significantly more. So I had dropped back down to 2400 range, feeling really bad. And then after EV Community Day, I, I decided just to put together a team I thought would be really fun. Didn't think it would be good in any form or fashion. I put am leading Sylveon. Then I have XL Umbreon that is at 49.5 right now. Just mm-hmm. saving that last level until I get to the XP grind. Uh, and then Swampert in the back. Mm-hmm. And I went from 2400 up to 2750 in a week. Wow. That's so awesome. Really awesome. And Look at that. Swampert helping you out. I, I know, right? <laughs> uh, the he big struggles I have in Polion is a huge struggle for my team. Um, What's the second move you're running on Swampert? Sludge Wave. Mm, earthquake. Yeah, yeah I should go it. Earthquake. I just need to do that. <laughs> haven't, haven't got around to doing it. People get scared, um, trust me. Like A lot of people actually don't shield when that Earthquake they're employing on. I'm like, that feels so good. Yeah, I, well, before I was not, I didn't have the coverage for any of the fairies. So that's why I was running Sludge Wave. But I have altered the team and haven't changed the moves yet. And then even on my alt account, I'm running Sylveon, Charizard, Machamp. Not shadow regular on all three, hmm. uh, and that has climbed the, up from twenty ninety up to twenty four fifty. So I have a hmm. shot oh, wow. at hitting veteran on my alt account, which I've never done. Wow! So, look at you. Yeah, I've, that's I've great. I went great. hard at ultra league re, or ultra league premiere. Something considering, I never yeah, do. Considering that you said that you used to actually like um, sit out on yeah. ultra league, this is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, so it, it's been fun. I, I think. XL Umbreon, I think, is a lot of what changed the game for me. Uh, I am running the community today. I'm running Psychic and Dark Pulse. Yes, it loses to the other Dark Pokemon, but I have Sylveon and Swampert that can beat pretty much every other Dark Pokemon out there, so I don't have to worry about the Mirror Match so much. Um, hmm. I think having the Psychic helps a lot with my Venusaur weakness that I have on my team as well as gives me a chance to fight back against the fighters out there. Uh, I've yet to have a psychic shielded by anyone, which is just, I'm sitting here and like, I'm going to throw this very quickly. And it's a Venusaur. They should be shielding this and never shields. That, and that definitely feels good. About 60% of a Venusaur. Wow. And hmm. after that, they just start shielding. <laughs> and then you just start throwing foul plays and they're out of shields and they end up losing steel. So I I actually enjoy XL Umbreon. It's the rank two XL Umbreon. There you go. 
Nice. That's awesome. You're but right. yeah, no, like I, I've started actually seeing a lot of people uh, use Sylveon and Discord in the lead. Uh, I think Blindflip being one of them, he has a similar line to yours, I believe. I think he uses Swamp uh, Too Dark in the back. I'm not 100% sure. I have to check back on his team. Yeah, I think he's uh, running Obstagoon. Is Obstagoon Swamper is his back at behind Sil- or Obstagoon Umbreon, maybe. Yeah, 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 I think that's what it was. And yeah. it seems like a lot of people are using it. I know Camo was one of them. Uh, and two other people, I believe, were using it. Uh, I think it was like, yeah, I'm not 100% who, who it was, but they were saying that they're doing very well with it. Um, so it seems like uh, it's a good lead uh, right now to use. Yeah, with, with Dragonite, um, Kingdra, and all the fighters, it actually does really well as a lead because typically those are very common leads. They're not as common in the back. So you can you can get in there and really... Kingdra, I guess, is a more common back Pokemon, but it's still... You can chunk down Kingdra with Swampert, with Sludge Wave, as well as Umbreon is just so bulky. It takes a hard hit on everything. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I actually like seeing um, those teams, which is it's funny because other teams that we... Like I mentioned last week was against my Snorlax was... Um, like for example, like Obstagoon and Double Fairy, but now I'm seeing teams with like Blind Flip using Fairy and Double Dark. Uh, actually, a team like that I would like to see against mine because it'd be fun with my Clefable in the back. So uh, that that would be nice uh, to see. But I actually haven't gone against a team like that, so it's definitely new and uh, definitely like trending. Yep. Yeah. I like I like that team. Uh, it, it, it's fun. It really is. I've actually had my first ever timeout. I've never timed a battle out in GBL. Uh, hmm. m- most of my teams aren't that bulky, so I, d- I don't go for timeouts. I go for damage. That's that's the fun. And I actually had a timeout win, and I'm like, this was very annoying, and I hope I never do it again. But it felt really good to just watch the guy just keep throwing bubble beams, knowing he could do nothing to my Umbreon as the time was ticking down, and I couldn't kill his Jellicent because, well... I was. I think he had landed six bubble beams on me at that point. I was doing nothing. <laughs> he was doing nothing. And I'm sitting there watching the timer. I was like, "You're going to lose, deal. This is fun." That does happen to me uh, with Snorlax because there's really anything I can't use, and he can't really use Shadow Ball, so he kept throwing bubble beam. So it's it's really fun to see. That that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's that's. I like hearing when people who haven't played like a league. Really, they go in and now they feel more comfortable with it and, you know, having games like that. I've, like I said, I've been, I haven't been losing, but I haven't really been gaining like a ton. You know, I'm going pretty steady 3-2 across the board on most of my sets, but I'm really enjoying the team that I'm running. So I'm running Gardevoir, Dragonite, and Chestnut. And... You'd be surprised how well this thing is doing. Uh, it, have you have you come across any steel leads? Like, and how do, if so, like how do you deal with that? Like, what do you do? I haven't run across any steel, um, but it will steal in the lead. Well, no, I have. I've. It's been S Cavalier, and normally I just leave Gardevoir in and let yeah, it go because sure. it doesn't have. Because it has counter for the yeah, and it's the, what is it four time resistant because of the fairy and psychic, so one hundred percent stay in. I stay in there. Um, that's really the only steal I've come across. No Empoleon. 
Stumpfisk? Empoleon. <laughs> so I have come across Empoleon. Stumpfisk is the only one that was really kind of hard. And Empoleon, I've been able to figure out. So like if I come across like that double dragon or whatever that variation where it's Dragonite and then Empoleon, um, I'm still seeing a lot of that like Dragonite lead. Surprisingly, Gardevoir with on with confusion, because I'm running it confusion, um, Shadow Ball, and I'm running Psychic, because I'm not gonna use an uh, an elite TM for synchronoise. Um <laughs> so that's what I'm running on that. And surprisingly, the the confusion chunks down the 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 Dragonite pretty well, and I can get out of that matchup with not having to use a shield. Um, if not Lou, if, unless he hits with like a hurricane, um, which doesn't really happen. Most of the time, most people just get nervous that I'm going to hit him with like a dazzling gleam or something like that. So they're just throwing dragon claws, uh, which doesn't do anything. So I've been able to get out of that. And then normally if they, if they do switch, they're switching into Empoleon and they don't expect me to have chestnut in the back. So I've got something that double counters in the back for Empoleon. So I just switch into Chestnut. I've got my grass and then I've got close combat. And surprisingly, it can throw a close combat and still be able to, or superpower, sorry, superpower. Um, it could throw s- probably one or two superpowers and still be able to get out of that matchup um, with some HP. And I assume you're having to, you're using shields on chestnut at that point because drill yes. pick would um yeah if chestnut. I if I'm switching into chestnut um as my swap then yeah I'm I'm doing that um I was running that team originally with Aloan Muck um to kind of help with charmers or with fairies but I wasn't at least where I am I'm not seeing as much um every once in a while I'll run into one but. <clears throat> It's it's it is what it is when at that point. Um and I was finding that I was losing to Swampert like ridiculously bad if I didn't get Chestnut locked in to Swampert because Swampert just throws those mud bombs at Alo and Muck like left and right. Um Oh, okay. So yeah, I was gonna say because I was I, I got confused for a second. I thought you were saying that that was like Dragon Knight. Uh, with uh, Chestnut, but yeah, if if against a low and muck is really annoying because like I like to see a low and muck against my Swampert, mm-hmm. it's just super it's fun. But the only thing is like it it I guess it maybe like uh, depends because I know some people have been using the poison fast move and some people have been using um, snarl. So I, I really like it when it's poison, but it actually adds up whenever they use that debuff. Even against Swamper, it's stupid it's acid really spray. I hate that move. It, yeah, it does. It's super annoying. But um, yeah, it just I guess it depends. I don't know what move fast move you were using. Uh, I was running Snarl because um, I was just trying out the move, like trying him out. I didn't want to invest too much into like trying to go through TMs and stuff like that to get like acid spray. Or, so it's running like the standard. What is it, Snarl? Uh, pulse sl- and sludge, sludge wave? wave. Yeah, I believe yeah. it's sludge wave. Yeah. So it's running. It's running the typical those those moves. Um, but then once I sw- and I was doing, I was doing good. Um, but then I just saw like I was like, man, I I need something to help me with Swampert if I can't get Chestnut 
lined up with it. And that's when I switched to to Dragonite and Dragonite's been able to handle Swampert like no problem if it if it gets locked in there. So Yeah, there's um, a lot of lines that are A B B and yours would actually like fall under that just because you're weak to fairy in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel like like any team can have its weaknesses and I feel like no team is perfect. So if that works for you, like the chance of you running against what a fairy in the back, maybe like you're not gonna see that every match. Yeah. So I I feel like if it was working for you, stick with it. Learn the ins and outs. Which who I forget who it was. I recently helped with that. Uh, but definitely, I think it was actually it was Papa Rec. Uh, he actually stayed using it. He he went up in the a little bit, I believe. Yeah. I um. I mean, if I see if I if I get stuck with a Clefable in the back, like I I just top left like i i know like it's not going to be able to hang unless something crazy happens and they let they lose connection yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because otherwise it's it's done i tried one time like staying in there and trying to throw a whole bunch of close combats at it from or uh superpowers from chestnut and it, it just didn't work um but i did find out surprisingly superpower does a lot of damage to dragonite with yeah, being, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say or flying. Yeah, I was gonna say who who was it with uh for example like Scavalier, Excavalier, uh when I use Megacorn and Dragonite, it does a lot. Yeah. Uh just because Dragonite's Dragonite squishy. squishy. It, it really is, especially in Great and Ultra League. It just doesn't have the bulk, but it has yeah, such high power output that uh, Exactly. The dragon tail on that thing is no, that so chunks. beautiful. Uh chunks. Drag, <laughs> dragon tail on that even hits Sylveon hard. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. I think it, I think it gets that gets Sylvia on probably twenty five percent down in the time it takes the charm to take it down, which is very quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, for that to impressive. do that much, yeah, for it to do that much with it being squishy, it says a lot. Yeah, but I think that maybe Shadow Dragonite I'm, I'm referring to, by the way, which is a perfect example of where the Shadow Boost works. Just like Machamp, the reason the Shadow Boost works so well on those is their defense is already so low. That twenty percent defense buff is nothing. But yeah, a twenty percent exactly. attack increase on an already a t- high attack stat makes a massive difference. Yeah. What What is the second move uh, for Chestnut? By the way, is it Grass Energy Knot? Ball? Energy, Energy Ball. ball? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's either that or Gyro Ball and Solar Beam. So, so give this a try next time you're in that Cliff Able battle. Throw an Energy Ball first. Maybe you get lucky with a debuff, and then throw your close combats. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because energy ball is going to hit it neutral. Too. Yeah, and it, it has neutral. a chance to debuff it. Yeah, because I know, like, if I get stuck with chestnut on on a dragonite, I just I build up to two um, superpowers and just throw them back to back. And, yeah, uh, that and that, that's sure. fair on dragonite because you're four x resisted with energy ball, but on a cliffable yeah. or a fairy, you're going to yeah. get neutral there, and then you can throw close combats and or close or superpowers and see where you land yeah so yeah fairy and then stunfisk um like in the back those two kind of kind of fuck the team up but most of the time i'm seeing uh excadrill and they're normally leading with it and i don't worry about it <laughs> yeah it's so squishy <laughs> yeah i don't worry about it so i i can i just i'll build up to two well you get almost you can almost get to two shadow balls um, and then I'll throw a psychic, 
they'll normally shield the psychic and then I throw the shadow ball right after and done. <laughs> so that makes it's, sense. It's a fun team. I, I just was kind of messing around looking at different things. I was actually using my alt account and kind of putting the ones that I've been seeing. Um, Dino actually kind of told me about this was he likes, and a lot of people do um, in our discord. I noticed is um, they write down what they've been like what each match. And then if they won and they lost and all that stuff. So I've been doing that a lot. And what I was doing when I was kind of coming up with the team was, putting it there and then using my alt account and putting the ones, the most common ones I've been seeing running that on my alt account. And then just literally just letting the alt account win. So I can see what damage outputs, like how much damage each one is taking, what, how effective some of the charge moves are, stuff like that, because it's not counting against anything when it's like that, just so that I could know like, Okay, when I get a Dragonite, like I don't, sh- if Dragonite on Gardevoir, I don't shield anything. Even if they throw a hurricane to start, like I'm still going to have some HP left. Like I know it can take it. It's going to hurt, but I can take it. Um, you know, so that's that strategy, like doing that is actually helped, um, a lot. I don't know. I, I know Dino writes stuff like that down in it. He has like a little journal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you have time to do it, and I'm saying this for mainly anyone that needs help, uh, clearly, like, you know, someone is like more, if you already hit like expert, clearly you don't really need to. But even then, like, you, need, I think it helps. And even if you want to go higher up in the leader uh, leaderboard, I, I feel like I'm going to suggest this to like about anyone. Uh, writing down the team comps helps a lot. It helps you understand uh, what is being used that day, for example, or what is you know popular. For example, if I were to tell you right now how many times I've gone against uh, Empoleon, Dragonite, Kingdra, it's numerous just because everyone made it that much popular with that video. And then everyone sees that it can get you up in ELO. So you can see out of like 25 matches that you'll go against that line, maybe like eight times versus like, you know, two of this line, two of these ones. So you can see which one is popular and you want to see how you can play that with your team that you're using commonly, or maybe even go as far as like, as as far as like using a team that kind of um, uh, defeats that specific team. So like, for example, my team does fairly well against that line. You know, I, I go up to superpower I throw superpower. They sometimes don't shield on Empoleon, and it takes it down to like red or yellow. And or if they don't, if they do shield, I take a shield. They immediately switch to Kingdra, and Kingdra and Empoleon matchup is really nice. And if they have two Dragonites in the back, they only have the other option of, you know, throwing a dragon a dragon against my dragon. And uh, Kingdra actually does fairly well against Dragonite because of the the, the defense uh, of Dragonite. So. Just that as an example, it helps me analyze better. That is only if you do have time. You know, let's just say if you're just chilling and you're just, you know, in your room quietly, you know, why not write down the Pokemon? Or you can even use your laptop and use Excel spreadsheet. Uh, I know that Dom uh, does that and it he, he it helps a lot. He sends it to a chat and like, like, this is the teams that I went against and it gives ideas of other people, uh, like what they can run. Yeah. So I definitely suggest it. Like that's one of the things that, you know, further down the road maybe you want to consider if you feel like sometimes for me sometimes it's hard to write down the name or remember 
as I play. So I try to like, you know, do a little initials, you know, something like that. So I can write down the team after the match. Yeah. So, or record it and then go back to at the end. Unfortunately, my, my, my phone's old, so I can't record. (laughs) So I just write it down quickly. Whenever they're doing like throwing a charge move, I'm like, I just like scribble it like real quick. Like, yeah, this is the Pokemon that they use. So, um, so we've got, uh, let's see. So we got some, we got news that for season nine, Pidgeot will be back. Um, we haven't really heard anything about if they did anything to Feather Dance. So I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Please debuff it. Two <laughs> stages was too much for that move. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of wait and see. I don't see it them i see maybe yeah them doing that dropping the the debuff down to only a one stage um i don't see anything else really kind of changing with it that or make it a 50 percent chance of a two stage go go either the octazuka method mm-hmm. or move it down to a one stage if it's going to be a hundred percent drop yeah um so that'll be back and then like i said we've got the gbl night and all of our things coming back so really quick um because we've got questions to get to. We're all going to probably be playing Great League. Most of our people are going to probably be spending the last, you know, two weeks or whatever week. Is that week or two weeks? One week. week. We should actually, on next week's show, have uh, Season 10 info, hopefully. Season 10. Nine. Nine. Sorry, yeah, season nine. (laughs) Okay, just making sure that I was right. No, you're right. You said nine earlier, not just advance the number. Um, All right, cool. (laughs) Uh, So... What what are you guys like if you had to pick one Pokemon that you think you're going to be seeing the most over? Because we've got three different Elos right now. Um, so it kind of covers pretty much where everyone's going to be kind of sitting that listens. Um, what is the one Pokemon you think that you're going to be seeing at your Elo the most so that people can kind of be like, okay, well, that makes sense. Let me make see if I can build a team to counter that. Um, to be honest with you, like from what I recall, I used to see a lot of uh, Nido Queen leads. Uh, but whenever you get to Legend, a lot of people you've probably seen, they're like, oh, awesome! Like now I can start like you know using random teams. Or some people just stick to their teams. But majority of the people are like, oh, let me just start messing around. Um, especially after they're like, oh, first let me try to see how high I can get up in the leaderboard. Then after they just like lose a lot of points, like, all right, let me start messing around. So when you hear that, you see a lot of random teams. I want to say like 40% of the time. Um, so it, there's really no common uh, Pokemon per se. But I, I would say personally, I've seen a lot of Nino Queens at least last time. Uh, great league was around nice what about yeah. what about you Wildcat? there's probably three that i see the most right now uh stun fist G- galarian stun fist is always popular um as zoomerill is always popular and bastiodon is always popular uh the fun slash not so fun part is all three of those pseudo counter my team depending upon where the matchup lands um so i've learned now stun fist actually beats or doesn't beat Drifloom in the two shield situation. If you play your shields, right. Cause they will absolutely never shield the first shadow ball. So I've learned you build up to shadow ball. You throw shadow ball immediately. You're taking the first rock slide. You're going to shield the second one. And then you're going to throw icy wind. If they don't shield that icy wind, you can farm them down. 
If they do shield it, you go ahead and use your second shield. The second icy wind, they either won't throw or they won't shield. Or at that point, they're not going to actually knock you out with a rock slide. So learning, once again, going back to sticking with a team and learning that situation, that used to be something I would auto switch out of. And I would switch in to typically Medicham. And then they would come into Azu and I would just go, well, top left now because I'm done at that point. Yeah, um, exactly. But I think those are probably the three most common, not on the same team. And I, I agree. I've seen a lot of Nidoqueen, Queen and I just rubbed my hands maniacally every time a Nidoqueen Queen lead came out against my Drifling. Because I knew that was a done easy win. Because yeah. whatever, they would typically go from Nidoqueen Queen into Azu or Nidoqueen Queen into Medicham. And I have Lantern, or not Medicham, in, into Stungfist. I have Lantern in the back and I have Medicham in the back. Yeah, whichever one you switch into, I'm going to switch in hard counter. I loved it when it was stung fist because I could go in and land a couple power up punches and then save an ice punch for when Nidoqueen Queen came in and just blow the Nidoqueen Queen back with Metacham and then they top left. So <laughs> those are the three most common things I see. Yeah. Now, I, yeah I, sorry. I have a uh, feeling. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I was just, when he brought up Metacham, that's actually one thing that I did see a lot of too. Yeah. Um, so I would say between Nido Queen and Many Champ, that was like the two ones that I saw the most, at least. Yeah. I think where I'm at, I'm probably like, I know towards the end, like I started seeing a lot more Deoxys, um, especially because it became a bit more available. And now after the community day, I think I'm going to see a whole shit ton of Umbreon coming out. So, um, I know I'm excited because I maxed out my rank to Azumarill. Well, not max it out. I got it up to, you know, I think it's 49. Because um, it can go over the 1500 when it's uh, when it's all the way powered up into Excel. So I've got that to play with. And I'm almost done with my Litleo and Grimer. Oh, God. Grimer. <laughs> so I have I have a couple of things that I want to play around with depending on where my elo is. Um if I'm like really close to uh 2500 then I'll probably stick with something that I'm more comfortable with. Um but if it doesn't look like it's going to get there I'm going to try and mess around with some of these new pokemon that I've I've built in. Um yeah, I think that's my plan as well. Is I'm going to push the first three or four days. I'm, you know, I said I'm right at 2700 now, so I'm going to push real hard for Legend. And if I don't hit Legend quickly, I'll probably just or I start seeing a drop. I'll probably just throw together random teams to test out for next season. Yeah. Cool. Um. So yeah. So that is you know, like I said, we're we're wrapping up the season here in GBL. So, and we've got a ton, well, not a ton, but more than what we normally have as far as questions go. So let's go ahead and move over to there. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, so um, got some questions. Let me pull this up here. Doo, doo, doo. Um, all right, so I'm gonna just kind of sit and facilitate this this time, and and just read the questions. And I want to get 
your your two's opinion, your two's. I really said that you guys' opinion on this, on these things. So, uh, so our first question comes from uh, a new member of the Discord, uh, Glaring Gibson, and they write, "How far away do you think Nyan? How far away do you think Niantic is from making local GBL leaderboards?" And could that lead into monthly regional tournaments with the top 16 competing for top spots with prizes, et cetera, like incubators, lucky eggs, stuff like that. Do you guys, uh, I'm going to let wildcat that go for this one first, just cause how it seems like how passionate of his, his answer is like, just <laughs> go for it. Never going to happen. <laughs> you it, to to do this Niantic would actually have to become very competent on running leaderboards and and balancing metas and as they've proved outside of their open metas all of their custom you know limited metas have just been very much trash most of the time um so i just don't see them being able to have that and i don't see them wanting to directly compete with someone like sylph uh they they've had a chance to directly compete with them in the past and they've just kind of stayed in their own lane as much as possible. So as much as I think it would be really cool and what is going to have to happen if it ever wants to become an esport, as well as actually filtering into some of the other questions later talking about esports. So um I I would think it would be really cool. It would be a fun situation, but I just don't see Niantic putting the infrastructure behind it. What do you think, Dino? I I was going to say like for in order for something like this to happen I feel like the first thing that comes to mind to me is a lot of communication which Niantic does not have. Uh I mean they've been a little bit better throughout the few months, you know, since we first started playing Pokemon Go, but regardless it's still they lack that. And I feel like for us to have something like this, a local GBL leaderboard, I feel like and or tournaments uh it, it just feel like they need they need to like be more they need to hear us more than they already do, um, and I just don't see it happening. It would be awesome, don't get me wrong. I wish it, it could happen, but they're just like far from they're really far from from this uh, to you know to occur at any moment. So I feel like if anything, I want to say at least like three years, and that's like the minimum like i feel like it's still not gonna happen but it's gonna be a while for sure if anything yeah i i agree with all that (laughs) (laughs) uh so the next question comes from matthew breaker uh he writes do you think there's a viable way to introduce mechanics to gbl like burned poison paralyze for example if you get burned or poisoned you lose some hp every quick move uh paralyze could be random or if you have a status effect uh it could simply make you gain less energy per quick move uh for a period of time so we all kind of were discussing this a little um so we actually found out some interesting news or interesting information about some of the debuffs that wildcat informed us from the main series game um so go over just some of that like with the burned um like something that we didn't, I, me and Dino didn't know. We both played main series games. No idea. Yeah. So, so each of the status of conditions do additional things uh, in the main series. So for example, burn actually lowers your physical attack. Poison will add up over time. So the longer you're poisoned, the more damage poison will do each turn. 
And then something like Paralyze actually lowers your speed in addition to possibly stopping you from attacking. So due to the complexity of how those actually interact in the main series game with the behind the scenes stats, I don't know if Niantic will implement it anytime soon. Uh, but I think, once again, going back to the it is needed for the long term growth. The big problem here, though, is if you've played any competitive VGC and things, you have ways to clear those status effects more than just switching out and locking yourself out of a Pokemon. So those status effects, unlike a buff debuff, don't clear upon switching your Pokemon in the main series. So Niantic would have to figure out how to keep those going forever, as well as giving us some way to shed those off of us. Because a single burn could literally change if you're you know lowering their attack and you're doing damage over time, and there's no way to remove it, you've ended the match, no matter how good that matchup is. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't. I didn't think about that. What do you? What do you think, Dino? No, I, I agree with uh, Wildcat. That it's just like it just just kind of like the previous questions. It just seems like Niantic is not really there to be kind of implementing anything new anytime soon, especially with like the issue that we recently had. Uh, so I don't think so. Just because it, for me, at least, like this is a, a the game of in PvP. It's just like super. Uh, fast pace for these things to be in play in my personal opinion and i just don't see it happening and if it does like i feel like it's just going to change a lot of you know the gameplay of it and you'll probably have like a lot of people that are going to get upset which you know we always have but um yeah i I just don't personally see like it's going to be something that's going to be easy to do or they're just going to probably like if they do uh decide to do it I feel like it's not going to be exactly how it is in the main series game. It's going to be like a, just probably like, I, I don't even know, but I just feel like it's not going to be like a hundred percent the same. It would be, it, it would definitely be like a watered down version of uh-huh. whatever yeah, for it sure. is. Um, yeah. So, all right. Next question from blind flip. Um, is it in bad manners when trying it to let someone win, you get annoyed that they won't take the win. Like when you've made it clear, all they have to do is fire off a charge move or two, but won't. So you get fed up and just win the battle out of annoyance. I've never had, I I don't know. I've never tried to give up a win. (laughs) Is this, I'm assuming this is like during like GBL, right? Or I guess it's tanking. Maybe he's talking about trying to tank. Maybe. Okay. Oh, could be, yeah, could be. Because I, I don't know why I was thinking, like, you know, when, when people ask you for a match uh, for, for like, a quest, right? And you're, like, this, you take out t- uh, 10 CP mods or something like that. But I wasn't 100% sure. But, yeah, actually, that makes more sense if he's talking about tanking. I will say I I've, I never run into any of these people that are trying to tank or let wins go. Or, like, every time I'm playing, it's, uh, it's a try hard. Maybe it's a tryhard that doesn't know what they're doing sometimes, which makes life easier, but it's always a tryhard. Yeah. <laughs> and as a tryhard myself, I understand exactly why. Because I just giving up free wins doesn't sit with me. Yeah. Now I can see, and I, I do think part of this could also be that, especially like if you stop attacking, maybe they're trying to be respectful, thinking it's lag and don't want to just beat you because you're not attacking, which I have actually purposely just quit attacking and set my phone down because i was that upset about something and was like letting it go and then watch them let a timeout happen and i'm like you lost in a timeout Damn. because i am like 
there's be respectful, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Um, no, I think it is, uh, if you're, if it's like what Dino was saying, you're letting someone win for like a task or something like that. And they're trying to prolong the inevitable win. And it's to a certain point. Yeah. Go for it. If you're going to, if you going to beat them, go ahead, beat them. <laughs> like just do it and move on. Um, so next question comes from Hector. Uh, when will Niantic put animated poses in the weight winning and losing screens of PVP rocket battles and team leader training? Um, I didn't mean Dino didn't know that it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so, what, what is I that didn't either. Mean? I checked when I seen the question. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know those were there. Uh, I don't know. It's, I guess they could. I mean, they how, just how much do you want to bet Niantic doesn't know that's that's that probably. it's actually a problem? Probably. probably so so just so you know that. what he's talking about. So if you did go fest, the Rockstar and Popstar, if you're doing a raid, have like actual animations with your hands. If you are joining a PvP battle, you strike the pose, but you don't move your hands. Never knew that was a thing. I don't pay enough attention on those waiting for a battle screens. That's, <laughs> that's my 30 seconds of a chill out time between battles. So I don't right. actually look and I never noticed, Yeah, but he's absolutely true. So this is one of those other bugs that most likely Nianic doesn't know exist and no one cares enough to actually bubble it up. Yeah, I agree. I, I like I said, I didn't notice it, but I guess, I mean, I'm sure they can do it. I'm maybe they'll pay more attention when more animated poses start coming out. But yeah, I feel like if anything, they'll probably change it because he's asking when, when do you think Niantic will, you know, uh, make that happen? I don't know, maybe a few months or when they notice it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next question comes from our new flow and he writes, what do you guys think of Niantic introducing team rentals in PVP? Now, I didn't know what this meant. So Wildcat me had to explain <laughs> this to, to me and I, I think he had to explain it to Dino as well. So. Let's have Wildcat explain it and then go from there. Yeah, and I haven't given Dino an exp- explanation at all yet. So this is really off his cuff here. So Team Rentals is another main series concept. So if you're doing non-competitive, so ranked but not competitive battles in the main series, and you don't have a team built, they give you a selection of different teams that you can pull from. So like you can get a rainy weather team where you have Pelipper and others that's part of that team that's built to perform a certain function. And you can just grab that team and go into rank battles with it. So you don't actually have to spend the time getting held items, leveling, or you don't even have to level up anyways in main series. You don't have to held item. You don't have to IV train. You don't have to EV train. You get a team that is ready for battle immediately that you can go use. What do you guys think if, actually, now that you mentioned that, I I know what it is now that you said it. Um, Because I used to do that in Pokemon Stadium. um, And I, I, I loved it. Like I didn't have to like bring my Pokemon that are crappy and stuff like that. But um, I feel like that's something maybe, I don't know what you guys think about it, that if they ever introduce like a membership for it, that you get that as a bonus for it because hmm. you paid for it. So uh, I don't, I feel like you're, you know, basically paying for Pokemon essentially, you know? I feel like that would be nice. It's a cool concept. I think if they did it, they would have to do it as an unranked thing to where if you're doing a rank, rental team, you're doing it as a hundred percent. So you get to learn. 
Uh, the other concept that comes around with rental teams that the main series does that currently Pokemon Go doesn't is the idea of um, level normalization. So in Pokemon's main series, when you come into a battle, whether your Pokemon's level one or level 100, it's set to level 50 for online battles and ranked battles and VGC battles and all that. Uh, I think if we're ever going to get Master League viable, that's also going to have to become something that they add in because otherwise you're making Master League just straight up pay to win. If you don't pay to get the legendary XL candy, you can't win. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think both those concepts actually are moving us closer to an eSport. Yeah. How quickly that they would implement either of those, probably never. But I think it would be awesome if they did. Being able to test out teams would be amazing. Yeah, that that would make sense if they did implement it that way, if if it's unranked. But the only other thing would be like how many people would really like play unranked when, I mean, I guess you would play unranked if they made it unlimited play for unranked after you finish your sets. You know, if you want to continue playing for some reason to keep testing out a new team, that would be an amazing thing to do, you know? Yeah, or give you like double the ranked set. So five ranked sets you get five ranked sets and 10 unranked sets that you can use throughout the day or, you know, whenever, um, that would be kind of cool too, just to, just double it up there. Yeah. So many possibilities to be honest with you, like all these great questions that are being asked, like makes me think of different ways that it can improve. But in reality it's like the real question is like, when will that even ever happen? You know? So I, I think, I'm still celebrating the fact that they have officially announced that walking won't be coming back for GBL because yeah, that I would know. have that healed go battle league that. Yeah. yeah like, it, it, I mean, it, it doesn't benefit them. Like, to be honest with you, like why would they end that? If, you know, streamers are doing their sets, imagine you can't do all your sets if you have to walk for it. And, you know, a lot of people are not going to stream because of it. But what, how, what benefit does reducing the distance have to them? <laughs> if, 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 uh, well, wait, wait, are you referring to like, um, that if they did have the walking distance, like they wouldn't really like benefit from it? I'm saying, I'm saying it's the same concept when you think about, you know, the, the radius distance. They do things that don't benefit them all the time. Oh. They're not, they're not monet. They, they're not getting free advertisement from, reducing the the thing that know. is a good point and i think that's the the key concept because i know a lot of non-pvpers that got really upset that that's staying actually really because because they see it as they're losing part of their game while we get to keep the part of our game yeah I get I, that I, I, that's, about fair. That way. that's fair yeah but i fair. i think it's it's a good thing it's yeah. good it's good for the health of the game and i think like i said before i think long term we'll see september 1st actual action happening i'm holding out faith i'm not being a pessimist here and yeah. I, I think September 1st, we're probably not going to get 80 meters back, as I mentioned before, but we're, we're going to see something. Yeah. But back to so, questions. <laughs> our last question comes from Thanks Obama, and he writes, Now that we've had a full season with it, what are your thoughts on the Poison debuff? I'm just going to say mine real quick. I love it. You can definitely see the huge difference in it. So many Poison Pokemons being used all around. I absolutely love it. It did nothing but benefit me because I do not use Fairy in Great League. And I use Drifloom to resist all the poison moves out there and just demolishes everything. (laughs) So it actually helped me climb faster this year. 
than years past or yeah, it makes past. sense. Yeah. I mean, I just like it cause it, it brings, you know, um, Artemis kind of answered the question on like in, in the, the section two, but uh, he makes a good point. I like the fact that it's made certain things like Crobat, uh, Crobat, Eridos, um, Nido Queen, Drapion, like those Pokemon that even um, Tentacruel, things like that. It's it's made them a little more valuable than they used to be. Where it was just like like Alolan or not alone Cantonian Muck with this debuff. Now, like like I've seen it in Ultra League. I've seen it in Great League. Now, like you're seeing it more. Nido Queen is the big one. That mm-hmm. that thing came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it went from what like rank fifty or something really high, all the way to what like rank twenty or something, like top twenty in yeah. GB, uh, G, uh, Great League at least. And then same thing in Ultra League, you just see it so often, and it actually still does well against, uh, for example, even flyers because of the poison. It just adds up so much with the debuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it balances out the the fairy overrun um, in certain things. I, I'm still waiting for them to rework fire. Um, I think that's the next one that needs a really big rework and they haven't really done it. Um, minus like your community day, like blast burn moves. I mean, I know they did incinerate and then they did stuff to Ember, but like not on a level, like what they did to poison where it was like a complete rework. They kind of fixed a few moves or gave a few fire Pokemon a new move or something right. like that. Like I'd like to see that. Cause I think that's going to help. It's going to help because the increase in fire Pokemon means now water Pokemon go up, you know, and you're, you know, it's going to bring down some of the grass and some of the other things, steals that have been, you know, a little more dominant, you know, Stumpfisk and Bastiodon are going to get like, you know, Typhlosion's going to be like a, a much bigger threat to those Pokemon now. Um, if those, you know, get buffed or whatever, it could go either way, but it brings out more balance, uh, you know. I think Electric can be a, a rework as well, because other than Volt Switch, you don't really have a viable Electric Say because you, your thunders, your sparks, they're sparks too slow, thunders too much energy. So I think fire and electric are the most probable next two types to get reworking. Yeah, cool. All right, so that is it for the questions. If you guys have questions, if you're in the Discord, post it in the um, you want answers section. If you're not, uh, you can tweet it to us or email us, and we'll give you those that information at the end of the show. Um, which speaking of the end of the show, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we're good. (laughs) Um, so really quick, just a reminder next week, we're going to have fish on here. Um, so if you have questions for him, we're going to go over what we know at that point for season 10. Um, it's probably going to be a lot of GBL heavy, um, stuff next week. So if you have questions for him or for any of us, you know, for that, let's get those in. Um, also speaking of fish, we are currently working on some things with him and his, uh, pallet town, um, discord training thing that he's got going on. Um, I'll give you more information once we've, uh, kind of iron out all those details, but 
it's something that's only going to benefit you guys, you know, and that's what we care about is, you know, helping you guys get better. So look forward to that. Um, I know me personally next month, just trying to figure out the day uh, I'm going to be doing another talking shit um, on Twitch. It's so this one um, I'm actually going to have a couple of my old bandmates um, from the band that does the theme song for the show on. uh, And we're going to talk just, music uh movies you know it's it's gonna be fun you know those things have always the two we've done so far have been uh, i think successful and fun so yeah, i definitely. will let everybody know when that happens and i think that's it yeah i don't think Wraps we have anything up. else okay that's a show yeah so <laughs> thank you uh to all of our patreons uh, Mr. Batfleck and JD Mojo Jojo at the supporter tier. Our producers, King Flip, Papa Rec, uh, Kittens and High Fives. Our Discord admins, Reyes683 and Siegel. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at BTWPVP Podcast. You can email us at BTWPVP at gmail.com. Uh, links for our Patreon and merch store will be in the show notes. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much all of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, September 1st, Discord will be um, part of uh, the $1 Patreon tier. So, you know, if you want to get in before then, get in now. Otherwise, it's going to be that. There will also be some changes to those Patreon tiers, um, you know. Um, so look forward to that. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP podcast. I'm Astro Zombie 954. I am Daniel Magico. I am Wildcat Dad 17. And until next time, good luck and get good. Two hours again. Two hours. We we can't do it under <laughs> under anything under that. Uh, That's not gonna happen ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I, I have no problem with that. I know, I know some people's like, oh yeah, podcast length hour fifteen, and I'm like, I, I listen to multiple podcasts that are regularly two hours, two and a half. Yeah, you know? I say fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing what we want. Yeah.